Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. Now it's time to take a sports break, a look at sports history on a daily basis. Hello, my friends of sports history. This is Darren Hayes of the Sports Jersey Dispatch Podcast. Welcome once again to the Pigpen, your place for all things great in sports history. And it's time for another sports break as we take a little break from life to look at some of the great events that happened on April 14th in sports history. And boy, do we have a great show for you today. A lot of great events and birthdays are celebrated for this day of the year, April 14th. And we're going to cover them all, as many as we can anyway. And first of all, we're going to go to the world of football. And a couple birthdays that are celebrated here. We have some great Hall of Famers, uh, maybe ones that you might not remember because they played long before any of us were born, or most of us were born anyway. And the first is Eddie Rogers. He was born April 14th, 1876 in Libby, Minnesota, as the standout end of the Carlisle Indian Industrial School. He played from 1896 to 1898, and with Minnesota, the Golden Gopher player from 1900-1903, Eddie Rogers. He was raised as a free spirit as his mother was a Native American from the Chippewa tribe and his father was a lumberjack in the wilds of the pioneer frontier, according to his bio on the National Football Foundation's website. This rearing set his athleticism and ability to quickly react to almost any situation for later in life, and it really helped out a lot on the game of the gridiron. Now, we have some great... Uh, footage and uh, events that happened with him, not footage, but uh, descriptions of the footage of some great uh, things that he did as a college football player at both Minnesota and Carlisle. And you can enjoy those on pigskindispatch.com. And he went into the College Football Hall of Fame in 1968 as one of the inaugural classes there. We also are going to talk about the pigskin life of another College Football Hall of Famer, and that is starting quarterback from 1919 to 1921 of Washburn. He was born in 1900 on April 14th in Stockton, Kansas, Mal Stevens. Now, the National Football Foundation reports that this legendary sports journalist, Grantland Rice, gave him his greatest football tribute, saying Stevens was, quote, in 1923, one of the greatest running backs I ever saw, end quote. The 1923 Yale team went 8-0 and outscored its opponents 230-38, and the stars were Stevens at halfback, Bill Mallory at fullback, and Century Milstead, who was a transfer from Wabash at tackle. All three are elected into the College Football Hall of Fame, and Stevens served Yale as an assistant coach from 1924 to 1927. Plenty more about this great player, and the National Football Foundation selected the collegiate status and stats and stories of Mal Stevens for entrance in the College Football Hall of Fame in 1974. Also from the world of football, there was the naming of the Oakland franchise in the AFL on April 14, 1960. They held a Name Your Football Team contest that kicked off the Raiders.com uh, season, and uh, the franchise announced his name of seniors was the most popular answer. So they were supposed to be the Oakland seniors. But uh, the team announced that on April 14th that they were changing this nickname to the Raiders, as we know them today, 
but a couple cities later they are in Las Vegas in the desert uh, still playing some great ball still wearing that silver and black and uh, you know still paying tribute to Al Davis now we have some great items that uh, we love to go around the web and visit and one of those is 80sbaseball.com by our friend Jay Daniel and we're going to come up with some great things that he has sharing with us for this April 14th in just a moment but before we do we want to make sure you are aware of our newsletter it is so easy to sign up for you can go to the show notes of this very podcast just answer two simple questions doesn't cost you a thing and you get sports history in your email inbox each and every day at 6 30 a.m eastern approximately and you know it's uh, really easy to sign up for in the show notes of this podcast or go to the top of jerseydispatch.com or pigskindispatch.com and sign up today now jay daniel with that great site 80sbaseball.com make sure you check it out here as you're listening he has some great things on baseball in the 1980s, just like the website name describes. And he has some remarkable birthdays for the state. We're going to cover a few of them from our Jersey Dispatch site, so I don't want to spoil those for you. But he has, has some other ones on there as well. But the, he has some transactions and player signings. In April 14, 1989, the San Francisco Giants signed a free agent pitcher named Goose Gossage. You might have heard of him before. Goose ended up going 2-1 with four saves for the Giants before being picked up by the Yankees later on that season. And we all know that uh, Gossage and what the Yankees, that he did, was uh, just some tremendous things. Now, there were some debuts on this date. In April 14, 1981, Vaughn Hayes made his major league debut as a defensive replacement in the ninth inning of the Cleveland Indians versus the Texas Rangers game. And on this date in 1982... A guy named Howard Johnson, Old Hojo, went one for four with a single in Toronto's Jim Clancy, off of Jim Clancy from Toronto, his major league debut. Ended up having 316 batting average in 54 games uh, that season. So just some great things. Check out Jay Daniel's site. And like we said, we got some birthdays coming up here we're going to celebrate. But Jay has a plethora of them because April 14th is a big day in birthdays of some of these great uh, athletes. Now, we're going to talk about some of those birthdays right now, or some of these Hall of Fame birthdays. In April 14th, 1966, in St. Angelo, Texas, was baseball Hall of Fame pitcher Greg Maddox was born. He is the winner of 18 gold gloves, four Cy Young Awards, and four ERA titles. He was an eight-time All-Star and on the 1995 World Series champion Atlanta Braves team. Legendary pitcher had a career 3.16 ERA with 355 victories on the mound and 3,371 strikeouts to his credit. Happy birthday, Greg Maddox. Also, from the world of hockey, we have another Hall of Famer, Hockey Hall of Fame uh, defenseman Sylvia Mantha was born on April 14, 1902 in Montreal, Quebec. And he's a Hockey Hall of Fame defenseman and played 14 seasons in the NHL for the Montreal Canadiens and for the Boston Bruins. He was elected into the Hockey Hall of Fame in 1960 and he's one of the best defensive players of his era of pro hockey and one of the top NHL players to have ever wore that number two jersey. This is a big one coming up here. This is one that Jay Daniel mentions. It's Pete Rose's birthday. 
April 14, 1941, in Cincinnati, Ohio, was that legendary player Pete Rose. He was often called by his nickname, Charlie Hustle, and was not only a former player, but a manager as well. Now, Rose played in Major League Baseball from 1963 to 1986, and was the most well-known as a member of the Cincinnati Reds, but also played for the Philadelphia Phillies and the Montreal Expos. He played uh, multiple positions, uh, but we, we know him most often, you know, as being that uh, infield player, first base, a little bit of left field, third base. And he wore that number 14 on the Cincinnati Reds, Philadelphia Phillies, and Montreal Expos. Uh, for 24 seasons, as he batted 303 for his career, had an on-base percentage of 409, 160 home runs, and two Gold Glove awarded seasons. Not in the Hall of Fame. We know the story. We're not going to go go there. This is a, a positive show, but uh, definitely a legend that uh, worth mentioning. Happy birthday to Mr. Pete Rose. Now, let's go into some of our events that uh, we want to talk about for this day. Some great milestone moments in sports history. We can find these on our daily digits for April 14th on jerseydispatch.com. And the first stop we're going to make is in 1917 on April 14th. The Chicago White Sox pitcher, Ed Sicott, no-hit the St. Louis Browns in an 11 to nothing romp uh, for the Sox that day. In 1955 on April 14th, number 32, Elston Howard became the first African-American to play for the New York Yankees. The 26-year-old catcher slash outfielder hit a single with an RBI in an 8-4 loss for the Boston Red Sox in his debut. And on this date, April 14, 1964, the Los Angeles Dodgers' Sandy Koufax, number 32, threw a game without allowing a walk in a 4 to nothing opening day victory over the St. Louis Cardinals. The future Baseball Hall of Fame member accomplished the feat eight other times in his great and storied career. Now it's time to take another stop on our journey that we love to do each and every day, especially this time of year, and that's at the VintageHockeyJerseys.com website. Have a great website, and uh, one of the aspects of it is they tell about some daily events in hockey history. We're going to grab a few of those from April 14th. Make sure you check them out. VintageHockeyJerseys.com is the website. And on April 14th, 1928, they tell us that the New York Rangers beat the Montreal Maroons by a score of 2-1 in Game 5 of the Stanley Cup Finals. Become a 1928 bearers of Lord Stanley's Cup. It was the first appearance by the Rangers in the finals. It was their first victory of the Stanley Cup and only their second season as a franchise in the NHL. That's pretty amazing. In 1931, on the 14th of April, goalie George Hainsworth posted his sixth career playoff shutout to defeat the Chicago Blackhawks 2-0 as the Montreal Canadiens won the Stanley Cup successfully defending their 1930 Cup win. On April 14, 1955, it was the Detroit Red Wings beating the Montreal Canadiens 3-1 in Game 7 to become the 1955 Stanley Cup champions, with number 15 Alex Del Vecchio scoring two goals in the contest. April 14, 1960, a John Bellevue, number four, scored a pair of goals and a 4 to nothing win over the Maple Leafs of Toronto in Game 4 of the Finals as the Canadians swept the series to become the only team to win five straight Dan Stanley Cups. Number 30, Jacques Plante, recorded his 10th career playoff shutout. And uh, what some great players and great names are mentioned there. That's VintageHockeyJerseys.com. 
Our last stop we go to is the NBA.com as they have some great, fantastic milestones and events that happened in basketball history, professional basketball history it is, it after is after all is nba.com and we grabbed a couple of their great uh, monumental uh, events that happened for april 14th first one took place in 1975 on a date in game one of the western conference semifinals the golden state warriors defeated seattle 123 to 96 they were led by number 24 rick Barry's then playoff record eight steals the warriors set an nba playoff record with a total of 22 steals for that game Playing some great defense there. In April 14, 1976, number 33, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar of the Los Angeles Lakers won his fourth of his record six NBA MVP awards, averaging 27.7 points per game and leading totals of 16.9 rebounds per game and 4.12 blocked shots per game. Amazing stats from the big man. April 14th, 1985, Mark Eaton, number 53 of the Utah Jazz, finished the 1984-85 season with 456 block shots of his own for an average of 5.56 blocks per game, both NBA records. Mark Eaton, another big guy that uh, could swat the ball and score. April 14, 1994, Seattle became the second NBA team to have 10 different players score in double figures. It was during a 150-101 to 101 score over the visiting Los Angeles Clippers as number 11, Detlef Schrempf, led the scoring parade for the Sonics with 21 points, and Seattle also had 10 double-figure scores in a 135-104 win over Portland on March 30, 1980 with Gus Williams, number one, notching a team-high 23 points. Now, Phoenix joined the group on November 23, 1994, during a 140-109 triumph over the visiting Clippers again. Clippers really got picked on with these high scores. As rookie number 11, Wesley Person scored 19 points and 10 double-figure scores for the Suns on that day and that is your sports history for april 14th we are so glad that you were able to join us here once again love to have you each and every day join us because we love talking sports history and you love to hear it and uh, we'd love to get your input you can reach us pigskindispatch at gmail.com follow us on twitter we're at pigskin dispatch or facebook we have the pigskin dispatch page it's not just football we're talking all sports i really like to specialize in north american sports but we go all over the world especially talking about the jersey numbers and the uniforms uh, that's just some of our favorite stuff to do so make sure you listen to each and every day we'd love to get a positive review for you tell your friends tell your neighbors you know hit us up on the social media like we said and uh we'll have a great time each and every day until next time everybody have a great sports history day this penalty kill is almost over. I got to get back out on the ice. But thanks again for joining us for another great edition of Sports Jersey Dispatch Podcast. We'll see you tomorrow. We invite you to check out our websites, jerseydispatch.com and pigskindispatch.com. Not only see the daily sports history, but to experience the preservation of great events and people that play the games. Find us on Pigskin Dispatch. It's also on social media outlets of Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and don't forget the Pigskin Dispatch YouTube channel. Get all your daily sports history. Pigskin Dispatch is happy to be associated with the Sports History Network, the sports headquarters of yesteryear, found at sportshistorynetwork.com. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com.
Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Each week, the official Football Learning Academy podcast will take you deep into the history of pro football through interviews with players, coaches, or administrators in the NFL, as well as interviews with Pro Football Hall of Fame selectors, authors, and historians. You'll learn how the game evolved and important moments that shaped the sport into what it is today. And don't miss the Pro Football History Nugget of the Week. Listen to the official Football Learning Academy podcast on the Sports History Network. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.